the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness, and wellness, and now in its 31st year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who is not a doctor, and while most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for education educational and entertainment purposes only and now your host of dr health radio the snowman himself david snow <laughs> here's uh, two pharmaceutical scientists in their laboratory at the pharmaceutical products company and one says to the other hey the good news is it has zero side effects they formulated something compounded some new new uh, miracle drug the bad news is it doesn't work <laughs> yeah, that's actually the truth. You know, show me a drug without side effects and I'll show you a drug that doesn't work. On the other hand, we offer special effects here on Dr. Health Radio, like improved energy, enhanced immunity, and a longer, happier, healthier life. And we welcome you to the healthiest hour on radio. It's a snowman with you. David Snow, keeping you cool and healthy as we do it all the time, uh, as long as it's Saturday morning or Saturday evening on your radio. And uh, here to help us do that is our guest this hour in just a few minutes, Igor Klebanov. Uh, he'll be with us talking about staying fit, even if you're suffering from a chronic condition or disease. And uh, he's one of the few personal fitness trainers and uh, nutrition and exercise experts that is specializing in this. Um, he, you know, most uh, trainers, they if you're young and healthy, yeah, no problem. But uh, what if you have uh, diseases or conditions or, uh, you know, limitations and you're older, uh, you know. Sometimes you're you're not uh, you're out of luck. So uh, Igor is is going to be with us in just a few minutes, talking about uh, everything from reversing high blood pressure. Uh, he has a book called High Blood Pressure Reversal Secrets, as well as Type Two Diabetes Reversal Secrets and uh, ways to also reverse osteo. Or, or, I was going to say osteoarthritis. We'll talk about arthritis, but no, it's osteoporosis is one of his books. He's the author of eight books, by the way, but three of which we're going to be talking about today. So he will be coming up in just a few minutes after these news and our regular weekly features. Well, the top activities for a happier you, the most happiness-inducing activities, they are, I'm not sure if this is necessarily in order of... Um, uh, importance, but uh, sex tops the list, as well as attending live performances, not virtual ones, visiting museums and libraries, exercise, which we're going to be talking about today, gardening, spending time with friends, and being in nature. At the bottom of the list, are you asking that? Oh, well, I'm glad to give it to you. Texting, which I've never done before, by the way. One of the few individuals on this planet, probably. Uh, also, emailing and social media, that's at the bottom of the list if you want to be happy. Uh, and also, researchers say in-person social interaction likely plays a key role as we tend to be happiest when we're with our friends or significant others, not, you know, connected 
virtually or electronically or through a device. And hear ye, hear ye, hear this now. (laughs) Hearing tests, less accurate than thought. This is interesting. Older adults can actually hear better than they may think. A Canadian study found that a typical hearing test does not accurately mimic real-life situations. How about that? And that older adults can actually hear conversations in loud, crowded places like restaurants better than prior research suggests. Well, the years, uh, for years rather, uh, experts have said that seniors have trouble following conversations when there's too much background noise. But this new study suggests that it may be only true for boring scenarios <laughs> used during hearing tests, not natural speech and discussions in real life. So, again, you come back to uh, real life. Technology has its limitations, that's for sure, uh, even when it comes to diagnostic, uh, diagnostic tests for your senses. All right, uh, keeping an eye on the clock here, let's see. An unexpected key to wellness and longevity could be... Um, your eyesight, the consequences of eye damage go beyond vision loss, according to scientists at California's uh, Buck Institute for Research on Aging. Their study um, found that eye inflammation drives problems in other tissues and leads to disease. Uh, and they go, uh, go on to say a plant-based diet and anything you can do to slow inflammation is going to be beneficial. All right, uh, open your medicine cabinet and see how many... Expired products you have both, uh, you know, OTC and prescription medications. Maybe how many people don't check expiration dates on items in your medicine cabinet or in their medicine cabinet? Well, fifty-five percent of you don't. Over half of you don't. So that's a good thing to do this weekend. All right. Uh, let's see. Still some time left here. Oh, remember last week when I was talking about the five Fs to always have in your motor vehicle for health and safety. Uh, in our Highway Health Patrol segment, they are, by the way, just to repeat them, flares, first aid kit, fire extinguisher, a fix-a-flat, and a flashlight. And <laughs> I was talking to someone this week, neighbor, and he told me, David, I have the five Fs, four on the floor, because he was talking about his transmission of the car, and a fifth under the seat. <laughs> I didn't ask him what beverage he might that might be contained in that fifth under the seat, but uh, of course he was only joking. But that was a good comeback to my five Fs, I guess. All right, let's go to matters of sexual health. There we go. Uh, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, watch Tucker Carlson's. You probably saw this uh, promote being promoted, the end of men, and it has to do with. Uh, you know, plastics, pesticides, perfumes, and other things in our environment that are lowering men's sperm counts, as well as obesity and uh, uh, high fats and uh, the improper fats, the bad fats. But anyway, uh, this this has to do with prostate cancer or prostate health and cancer of the prostate, most common kind in men, uh, although not the, the, well, it is one of the biggest killers as well. But uh, one thing, uh, here's some interesting information from the UK. They say cutting down on red meat intake to two or three times a month and eliminating processed meat completely. Research uh, shows that doing this, as well as eating, you know, it's, it's what you eat as well as you, what you avoid or eliminate. It's, it's just an important, right? Uh, but eating cruciferous vegetables, you know, the broccoli, the kale, cauliflower, etc., uh, that also may reduce your prostate cancer risk. 
Also, staying on the move, which we're going to talk to Igor about in just a few minutes, being active and staying at a healthy weight, very important for reducing your prostate cancer risk. And uh, they go on to say that obesity is linked to a higher likelihood of the aggressive form of prostate cancer. Uh, So moderate exercise or vigorous exercise, um, you know, probably half an hour a day or so would go a long ways to reducing your risk. And then since most men will have prostate cancer if they live long enough, but they're not going to die of it, the heart disease or cancer or some other uh, disease is going to take them out. But active surveillance is very important. That is monitoring the condition without any treatment, uh, because although most men will eventually come down with prostate, you know, 80% of men at the age of 80 have some degree of prostate cancer, but uh, it's it's one of the slowest growing cancers. So if you have to have a cancer, it's one of the best. Um, uh, pancreas, uh, pancreatic cancer is probably the worst uh, on the list of best and worst. Okay. All right. And then uh, let's see, we got a couple minutes left. So let us go to, let's see, I'll save this fitness file for next week because we have Igor talking about fitness uh, largely on this this edition of the program. Uh, let's go to the Funny Bone Pharmacy. All right. Uh, just to make a little light of, you know, I mean, a lot of trees, uh, a lot of trees came down from the Hurricane Ian last week. So I had some tree thoughts for you. How do hurricanes see? How do hurricanes see? Well, with one eye. Okay. Okay. I'm glad I don't have a rim shot there. How do trees get on the internet? They log on. <laughs> and uh, what trees, what are trees' least favorite month of the year? September. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I do have another couple funnies for you before we, uh, since we only have a minute or two left. Oh, here's, uh, you know, just to show you that the uh, news services um, can also have a senior moment. Here's a headline from Reuters. It says, Airline travel safer despite more accidents. Okay. I don't know what that uh, uh, that exactly means. But uh, and here's a Michigan lawsuit abuse watch uh, listing. An electric drill for carpentry projects warns absent-minded, absent-minded users. This product not intended for use as a dental drill. <laughs> All right. And finally, comedian Caroline Ria says, I constantly walk into a room And I don't remember why, but for some reason, I think there's going to be a clue in the refrigerator. So that's where I make a beeline for it, right? Uh, Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Uh, Oh, we got a minute minute left on the bonus uh, time factor. Okay. And let's talk about the, um, uh, actually, one one thing I want to get to, and I've mentioned it in many shows over the last 30 plus years, playground workouts, one of my favorite. If I'm traveling, I always look for the nearest school and I go on the bars, you know. I mean, the only bars I hang out at are the salad bars, the juice bars, and the pull-up bars. Thank you. Uh, but a playground is really the ultimate fitness field or venue. I mean, it's think about it. It's open 24 hours, lots of free equipment to experiment with. You can, you know, play around. Uh, no lines, uh, no time limits. Nobody's, you know, breathing down your neck to for you to finish that set of 10 dips or six push-ups, whatever. Uh, and you get sunshine and fresh air without a membership fee. How's that? Uh, the best of all worlds, uh, playground workouts. Now we're, we're going to talk about workouts and uh, play 
and much more on this edition of the program with our guest talking about how to stay fit if you have a chronic or a disease condition. And we'll have much more information for your good health right after this. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior, fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil Sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com. Sorry, yogurt. Although you're high in calcium and protein, in the real world of potent probiotics, uh, well, let's just say you're not that potent. While many consume you thinking they're getting enough probiotic bacteria for good gut health, the fact is, you yogurts can't compete with a medical strength probiotic like Theralac. Plus, you yogurts, well, most of you, have so much sugar and other ingredients that it defeats the purpose of eating you in the first place. So while we'll always be fond of you and other fermented foods, we want to make sure our listeners also take a potent probiotic like Theralac. That's because just one capsule of Theralac is equal to more than 200 cartons of yogurt in the beneficial bacteria that it delivers to the gut. And if your doctor advises you to just eat some yogurt after a course of antibiotics without a strong probiotic like Theralac, it can take up to two years to reestablish your healthy gut flora. Look for Theralac in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store or go to Theralac.com. Welcome back to Lifestyles of the Fit and Healthy here on the Healthiest Hour on Radio. David Snow with you. Thanks so much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend. By the way, we're not here to judge you. We're here to nudge you to be a healthier person. And while we don't use whips, we sometimes uh, bring out the quips (laughs) to convey the facts about health and encourage you to be a more proactive individual and cultivating a daily routine of wellness. And here to help us do that is our guest uh, this hour, and uh, he will be with us. uh, Actually, he is the featured guest this hour. He is Igor Klebanov. Uh, He's the author of eight books, including three which we're going to be talking about, and those are High Blood Pressure Reversal Secrets, Type 2 Diabetes Reversal Secrets, and osteoporosis reversal secrets because we want you to have strong bones for the rest of your life and we'd like to welcome him to the dr health radio microphones this morning good morning igor how the health are you good morning david i'm doing great thanks and you excellent thank you now you're in toronto canada right 
Yes, so I should be saying good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good day. Good day. Good Vance. day. All right, now um, let, let's first of all talk about the fact that you're a trainer, not only a personal fitness trainer, but you're one of the few that really specializes in training people that have chronic disease conditions. Tell us how you got into that and what the difference is between you and a regular personal trainer people would hire, say, in a gym or um, online or, you know, however they contact a, a person that is that in that uh, qualification. Sure, sure. Uh, the way I got into working with people who have chronic conditions is kind of like by accident. When I was first starting on my career, I was working at a community center in a country club where the majority of my clients were primarily women over 50, sometimes over 70. And besides wanting to lose weight, as the majority of personal training clients do, they also wanted to manage certain chronic conditions. And they wanted to manage what I call the big four plus one, which were type diabetes, high blood pressure, osteoporosis, and osteoarthritis. And the plus one, of course, is menopause. Now, in my traditional training as a personal trainer, all that was taught was how to work with young, healthy people. Um, but my clients were not necessarily the young or the healthy. They had these conditions, and they wanted to make them better. Um, and I didn't just want to give them a good workout. I wanted to give them the best possible thing they could spend their time on. Um, and I wasn't taught that. There were no certifications uh, that taught you how to work with people who had chronic conditions. So I had to do the work myself, and I went to the medical journals. Uh, I didn't want to use you know, YouTube, Instagram, and Snapchat as my sources of information, so I actually went to the medical journals to see what works, what doesn't, what do people believe that isn't actually correct, and there's a lot of those. Um, and I started using those with my clients. Uh, when I had my first client with diabetes or high blood pressure or osteoporosis who got good results, I started testing it out with other clients. And once they got good results, I taught that method to my trainers, and then they started using it with their clients uh, who had diabetes or high blood pressure or osteoporosis or osteoarthritis, and then they got good results. Once we have a few dozen success stories or case studies under our belt, that's when I publish a book. Um, and so I guess the big difference between um, my, my team and I and the majority of personal trainers um, is that we specialize in these four, uh, four plus one chronic conditions. Uh, majority of personal trainers are, uh, are probably better suited towards you know, um, over general exercise, but nothing, not specifically for uh, chronic conditions. Okay, so they're the ones that you go to for putting on muscle or taking off fat. Yeah, if you want big biceps, if you want to run a little bit faster, et cetera, uh, they're the people to go to. Uh, if you want to improve your blood sugar, your blood pressure, your bone bone strength, and your joint pain, uh, then where are the people to go to? Well, what if I want abs, Igor? We can help with that too. <laughs> I, I want no, the- no, wait, wait. Let me finish. I want absolutely all the cookies in the bag. <laughs> uh, then then uh, you probably go to a surgeon to help you uh, eat the cookies and still lose body fat. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, okay, let's let's get into them one by one. The uh, the conditions that you treat or not treat like a doctor, but uh, uh, help to manage. support and manage uh, um, in that particular instance. Uh, high blood pressure. That you know something like fifty percent of people, adults over the. Well, not not. I was going to say over the age of, uh, 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 you know, senior citizen, but but very young people are are having are coming down with high blood pressure and suffering from that. And uh, basically, uh, something like forty percent of all adults have high blood pressure. So, uh, tell us some of the reversal secrets you have in your book, if you can divulge some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm an open book, so to speak. Um, in all of my books, I talk about three or four ways to to reverse um, whatever condition we're talking about. Uh, those are uh, exercise, nutrition, supplements, and where it applies, sleep. Um, so let's start with exercise first. For 
high blood pressure, exercise in general is good. It could be your cardio, it could be your strength training. But there is one little known simple exercise, only takes eight minutes per day that you can do that doesn't require any equipment that will lower blood pressure by somewhere around 15 over 8 millimeters of mercury. Very, very significant. And the way you do that exercise is it's very, very simple. You sit there in your chair or on your couch, you squeeze both fists with about 30% force. Okay. You hold that contraction for two minutes, and then you release after two minutes. You rest for three minutes and do it three more times. Really? Oh, so it's yeah. more of an isometric exercise, not an isotonic exercise. Exactly. It's, 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 it's isometric, but uh, it lowers blood pressure more than strength training, more than cardio. Uh, no, it's not going to improve your strength. It's not going to improve your endurance, but it will lower blood pressure better than any, than any other form of exercise, and it takes less time. Is it's, that right? So people yeah. can do it at their desk because most people have a desk job. They have a sedentary uh, situation at work, in their workplace, yep. even if they're working from home, which a lot of people are doing now, but... Uh, you can do that right at your desk or computer or watching TV, for that matter. Exactly. No equipment necessary, and again, only eight minutes. Hmm. Eight minutes. So, so you do how many sets again? You, you um, uh, four do, sets total. Okay. So two two minutes of tension. So you're clenching your fists tightly at about a thirty percent rate, and then do exactly. that for two minutes. And then, do you rest for two minutes, or you would you? rest for three minutes in between? Three minutes. Okay. All right. That's right. That's the, that's the exercise side of things. There's also nutritional and supplementation ways to improve blood pressure. On the nutrition side of things, uh, there, there are many ways to do it. But what I'll do with my clients is I will give them a quota. <laughs> I'll give them a list of foods uh, to eat one per meal um, that have blood pressure lowering effects. Oh. And there are different mechanisms by which different foods lower blood pressure. Right. For example, one category of foods is what are called the high potassium foods. Now, somehow, bananas became the poster child for potassium, even though they're not really even top five. That's right. Dried fruits, dried fruits are actually the top five in terms mm-hmm. of potassium. So dates, prunes, dried apricots. Figs, so, figs. Don't forget figs, my favorite absolutely. fruit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yep. Figs, uh, potatoes, uh, avocados, sun-dried tomatoes, all those are rich in potassium. Yep. But potassium is not the only way to lower blood pressure. Uh, blood pressure. Uh, magnesium works too. And the richest source of magnesium is actually Brazil nuts. And then number two is cocoa or, or, or cacao or dark, dark, uh, dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, contrary to popular beliefs, yes, dark leafy greens are a good source of magnesium, but not the best source. The best source is, in fact, Brazil nuts. And the second best source is cocoa powder, and, uh, like the bitter stuff. And don't forget, uh, pumpkin seeds are very rich in magnesium, as well as zinc. They're powerhouses of zinc, that's for sure. Yes, exactly. They're one of the few foods that have high zinc and low protein. Yeah, right, um, right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. uh, speaking of Brazil nuts, Igor, did you know that Brazil nuts are the richest food source of selenium? Yep, that yeah. is. Uh, yeah. That's why they're often recommended for things like hypothyroidism and in uh, and, and, you know goiters. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah so that, that's that, those are a couple of mechanisms. You can lower blood pressure by a high potassium diet. Uh, you can lower by a magnesium diet, and there's other mechanisms. You yeah. can actually. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no. Uh, what I was going to say is, I was just going to interject and say that. Uh, the, the dietary changes and improvements that people make are equal to the drugs that they take as far as yep. high blood pressure. I mean, uh, the, you can alter it with diet. It's kind of like diabetes, which we'll get into after the break. We need to t- take a break in just a few seconds here. But, sure. um, it, I mean, it, it's totally controlled with and caused, <laughs> in many cases, from an improper diet, and so you you correct it with a proper diet. I mean, what what a concept, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Simple as that. And there's plenty of uh, of success stories of people who've 
normalized uh, high blood pressure in a matter of a month with the right diet. Oh, yeah, no, no question about it. All right, we need to take a bottom of our break, and we will be back with more information for your good health here on Dr. Health. If you're just joining us, Igor Klebanov is my guest. Uh, we'll tell you how to get his books, including High Blood Pressure Reversal Secrets, Type 2 Diabetes Reversal Secrets, and Osteoporosis. Uh, reversal secrets, which we're going to be talking about a little later. Building up those bones of yours, you know, it's just as important, if not more important, to keep your bones strong as it is your muscles strong. So we'll talk about that when we return from this brief break. Don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Since 70% of your immune system is in your guts, don't you think it's time to take a little better care of it? After all, so many things you're doing to it are affecting its function. Not getting enough fiber, eating too much sugar, excess stress and alcohol, as well as that sedentary lifestyle. So maybe it's time for a tune-up, an intestinal tune-up, with the medical strength probiotics from Master Supplements. Their signature Theralac, recommended by doctors for more than 15 years, will rapidly colonize your intestinal tract with the specific gut-friendly strains of potent beneficial bacteria and their patent protected delivery system has garnered Theralac and their other probiotics with a worldwide reputation for results. There's also True Flora, a unique probiotic and enzyme blend with bio-cleansing effects and True Bifido, specifically formulated for colon support. See all of the Master Supplements products at your nearest natural food store or go to Theralac.com Master Supplements, the probiotic pioneers. Curcumin-rich theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. Do you know there is a silent killer living among us? High blood pressure. It affects nearly one in three Americans and is a primary risk factor for stroke and heart attack. The CDC estimates that almost 20% of those with high blood pressure don't even know they have it. That's not surprising since high blood pressure or hypertension is often symptomless. Research studies have shown that a daily dose of aged garlic extract can safely and effectively help to reduce blood pressure, as well as benefiting a number of other cardiovascular risk factors. And the most researched and highly respected aged garlic extract is all-natural Kyolic aged garlic extract. Odorless and organically grown, Kyolic aged garlic extract has been clinically tested to support blood pressure and cardiovascular health. So, along with getting your blood pressure checked regularly, get Kyolic Formula 109 for blood pressure and cardiovascular support today. Available at Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, GNC, and fine health food stores everywhere. Snow, 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 snow. Ah, that would be me. It is David Snow on your radio. Welcome back to the program. It's your weekly dose of verbal vitamins, and it is the cure for the common radio show. And we so appreciate you tuning in and uh, making us a part of your weekend, talking about the issues important to your health and well-being. This is the healthiest place on your radio dial. And uh, we are joined today with Igor Urbai, Igor Klebanov. Uh, he is the author of uh, eight books, 
including three we're talking about uh, regarding high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and osteoporosis. Okay, before the break, Igor, we talked about high blood pressure. Let's uh, move on to type 2 diabetes, which about 80-90% of uh, diabetes uh, is, uh, is the type 2 variety. Uh, and uh, most of that can be reversed or at least controlled with proper diet, exercise, and lifestyle. So uh, let's get right into it and tell us, as a personal fitness trainer and somebody that specializes in chronic disease conditions with your clients, uh, what what success stories you have in that regard. Oh, yeah, plenty. Uh, and like, like you said, uh, 90% of type 2 diabetics are or of diabetics are type 2 diabetics. And of those, probably about 90, 95% of them are reversible. If they're not insulin dependent, it's highly, highly reversible with a combination of exercise, nutrition, supplementation, and, and sleep. Um, and there are a ton of misconceptions surrounding both nutrition and exercise for type diabetes. Uh, one of the greatest misconceptions for type 2 diabetes is that dried fruits are bad for diabetics because they're so sweet. And what that does is it actually shows a misunderstanding of you know, sugar. Uh, there's actually three different types of sugar. There's glucose, fructose, and galactose. Uh, glucose, uh, dietary glucose, of course, raises blood glucose faster than anything else, and to a larger extent. By contrast, fructose lowers it, uh, raises it, A, to a lower extent, and B, slower. Uh, so, for example, glucose has a, a glycemic index of 100. Fructose has 23. That's it. Um, and so dried fruits are primarily fructose, not glucose. The other reason that dry fruits may actually be beneficial for diabetics is because they are a rich, rich, rich source of fiber. Uh, because they've been dehydrated, uh, their fiber is, is concentrated, and that's one of the biggest myths, and there are there are many others. Although, let me add to that, and that is fruit juice. You know, you're talking about sweet fruits and uh, sweet dried fruits, but people that drink juice, you know, like a glass of orange juice in the morning with your breakfast, uh, that is going to spike your blood sugar a lot faster and a lot more pronounced than eating a whole, you know, the f- three or four oranges that it took to make that glass of orange juice because, like you mentioned, the fiber is in the whole fruit or even the dried fruit, but not in the juice, which is extracted from the fiber and the actual fruit. Yes, absolutely correct. Um, it don't use fruit for fruit juice. Uh, I know lots of people who eat, who eat one orange, uh, but I don't know any people who eat four or five oranges in a sitting yes. or four or five apples. At That's a right. Mm-hmm. Um, so fruit is uh, fruit juice is all sugar, no fiber. Well, or, and then also uh, one of the other uh, bits of advice I've always given over the years is to, if you're going to drink juice, sip the juice, don't slurp it, and also dilute it. I always, if I drink juice, I, I do have pomegranate juice in my refrigerator, and I, uh, I dilute it half and half with water. And I you know, sip it slowly through the meal, and it has so many phytonutrients, the, the plant-based pigments and nutrients, that um, you, you get a powerhouse of nutrition, but you don't get that uh, blood sugar roller coaster effect and, and uh, the spike in, in glucose and in, in your blood glucose. So. Yeah, exactly. If you spread it out over a few, over a few, a few, a few hours, it's much, much less damaging. And also, uh, we could, we should mention to people that have metabolic syndrome, which is most people that are obese or overweight, as well as uh, you know, it's basically pre-diabetes, uh, just hasn't been diagnosed yet. And that is, uh, uh, let's see, um, what was I going to mention on that uh, uh, regarding? Oh yeah, uh, the uh, the fat. If you eat fat with the the sweet foods, whatever you know, whether it's fruits as you mentioned or uh, carbohydrates like uh, rice, potatoes, bread, etc., 
uh, if you add some fat to it, it also bumps or it, it blunts the uh, blood sugar spike that you would otherwise get. Uh, and another, actually, one one example I use, but I don't condone it, is if you're going to eat candy, hard candy is the worst because it's almost pure sugar, whereas yeah. uh, uh, something like, a, I don't know, Milky Way or I don't want to men- mention brand names, but something that has, say, a, a milk chocolate base or dark chocolate base or, or something that is creamy or it has fat in it, it will slow the absorption of blood sugar. And that's the whole, pr- the whole premise of this. You've heard of the Bulletproof Coffee? Yeah, I've, I've met with Dave Asprey, who who actually originated that. And, um, you know, basically it's the coconut oil, the high MCT, the medium chain triglyceride coconut oil or coconut fat um, that uh, blunts the absorption of not only sugar, but also the caffeine. So you get uh, a, a more even delivery of caffeine over a longer period of time without the, the letdown uh, as much as you would if you just drank a, a cup of black coffee. So anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, uh, consuming fat along with uh, along with your carbs slows down the release of carbs into bloodstream. Yeah. Same thing with fiber. Same thing with protein, and so on. Uh, the single biggest impact nutritionally on on blood sugar is actually total calories, not even carbohydrates, oh, but calories. Really? It's, yeah. The second biggest impact is fiber, and only a third biggest impact is carbohydrates. Um, in my book, there are lots and lots of and lots of studies where people eat a high carbohydrate diet. And still manage to lower the blood sugar, hmm. and so that's why. So, so is it because of uh, they're just limiting their total food intake? But even if it's a high carbohydrate diet, yeah, the, the word high or low it's really in reference to total calories. Let's say you eat four thousand calories per day, but only one thousand of those four thousand calories are carbohydrates. So you're still eating a thousand calories per day from those carbohydrates. Hmm. But right. what if you're eating a diet that's fifteen hundred calories per day? And now it's six percent carbs. Uh, well, now it's only nine hundred calories of oh, carbohydrates, see. right? Yeah. Um, so the words high and low could be a misnomer. Oh, um, okay. But also, the big problem is that people don't distinguish between high fiber carbohydrates and low fiber carbohydrates. That's why, like high fiber carbohydrates, that's right, are the reason that people on high carb diets can still lower their blood sugar. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to get uh, two hundred fifty grams of carbs throughout your day from spaghetti and white bread, pasta, and rice. Uh, it's another thing to get it from beans, peas, and lentils. Yeah, you know, uh, one one uh, analogy that I've used often is the it's like well, the fiber in foods it in a sense time releases in essence time releases the carbohydrate absorption or the the sugar absorption that that your body's going to process. And uh, so, yeah, if I if I uh, eat a piece of candy or something, which is not often, but or a bowl of ice cream. Uh, if I have something high fiber, like a, a couple figs or a piece of uh, whole, whole grain bread, something like that, that will slow down the absorption of the, whatever carbohydrate you're eating it with. So it, it's, it's yeah. you know, people think of time-release vitamins or time-release pharmaceutical drugs, uh, but this is time-releasing your food by yeah. introducing more fiber to it. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good point. Exactly. And by the way, you can make a lot of low-fiber things into high-fiber things by, by adding fiber. Things like flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp yes. seeds, etc. Uh-huh. So I'm not saying don't ever eat spaghetti, don't ever eat rice or potatoes, etc. Yeah, right. You can eat those. Just just add something to make it high-fiber. And by the way, I've never met a carbohydrate I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. So. Also, the vast majority of the world is on a high-carbohydrate diet. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. Primarily, North America is the one with the diabetes and the obesity problem. I mean, in China, in Asia, the primary, the primary food eaten is rice. 
That's in right. Europe. It's potatoes. In South America, it's corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's carbs, carbs, and more carbs. And yet, we've got higher diabetes rates than most other places in the world. Well, North America, it's us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, no question about that. That's good advice indeed. Okay, when we come back from this last break, Igor, I want to ask you about osteoporosis as well as arthritis, which you mentioned a little earlier because a lot of our uh, elderly population as well as, as younger and younger people now are uh, experiencing twinges and the hinges, as I like to say, uh, and they're, they're becoming addicted to these painkillers and uh, when they could be taking noni or uh, ginger or turmeric uh, uh, you know uh, preparations uh, altering their diet and uh, and basically changing their lifestyle so that they don't have to take drugs or uh, added uh, nutrients uh, that uh, might be you know uh, not needed if they are living the right way that they need to. All right, back after this with more information for your good health here on Dr. Health. Don't go anywhere. If you want to stay healthy, Dr. Health returns right after this. Besides being healthy and feeling good, don't you want to look as good as you feel? Here's a name to remember for professional, affordable skincare Botanical Rush. Backed by over 20 years of experience in product formulation, Myra Mesco, the founder of Botanical Rush, is the originator of producing clean and effective skincare infused with powerful actives to support healthy aging and beautiful skin. The founder of Botanical Rush is the originator of producing clean and effective skincare infused with powerful actives to support healthy aging and beautiful skin. Whether it's cleansing, restoring, or hydrating, or replenishing, treating, or protecting, you'll find the clinical strength formula that will be just right for you. So look to the pioneer and leading authority on non-toxic skincare with never any harsh chemicals or artificial fragrances and never tested on animals. Botanical Rush, a solar-powered company made in the USA. Look for Botanical Rush in your nearest natural food store or go to botanicalrush.com. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's XLEAR.com. Welcome back to the program. David Snow on your radio. 
A reminder, our show does rebroadcast tonight, 12 hours from the time you're listening to it right now in the morning, if you are listening to the morning show. And uh, you can, or you can always go to the website after next Wednesday to hear this uh, program again at drhealthradio.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R, healthradio.com. Just remember the date of the show, and it will be there on the website under the podcast section. Continuing our conversation with Igor Klobanov. Um, Igor, how can people get your books? The uh, three, well, you have eight, but uh, the three that we're talking about today, the high blood pressure reversal secrets, as well as secrets to reverse type 2 diabetes and osteoporosis, which we're going to talk about right now. All of my books are actually on Amazon. So if somebody either types in my name or uh, the name of a condition by the words reversal secrets, you'll find my books. All right. Okay. Let's talk about the last one, osteoporosis and um, uh, reversing uh, or secrets to reverse osteoporosis. You know, I sometimes uh, jokingly say that a lot of people also suffer from ososomorosis, and that's a, a lack of humor in their diet, but uh, in this case, or a lack of humor in their life, rather. Uh, in this case, this is a lack of uh, bone structure or a bone strength in their life and in their body and in their skeleton. Uh, let's talk about what things um, build bone and what things uh, break it down. Sure. Um, in terms of, well, let's, let's start with the things that break things down. Um, and it's really two, two main things. Um, but before we get there, I should differentiate between what's called primary osteoporosis and secondary osteoporosis. Primary osteoporosis is the, the main cause is aging. There's nothing else going on. Secondary osteoporosis may happen secondary to either a condition or a medication. Uh, there's lots of conditions and lots of medications that could erode bones. Things like multiple sclerosis things like uh, Cushing's disease, and likewise, medications that could erode bone bone density, things like prednisone or cortisone, uh, things like uh, uh, proton proton pump inhibitors and so on. So those are secondary um, secondary uh, osteoporosis. Fortunately, the solution to both is very similar. Um, One is what builds bone. Uh, Like all of my books, there are three factors, exercise, nutrition, supplementation. On the extra side of things, uh, it's no surprise that strength training strengthens bones. However, unlike the strength training you would use to build muscle, strength training for bones is different. It's different in two aspects. One, the number of repetitions. The number of repetitions for bone strengthening is lower than the number of repetitions for muscle strengthening. Oh. Whereas you, would tr- you would build mm. muscles with repetitions, uh, with sets of 8 to 20 repetitions, for bones, you would drop it down to anything less than eight, like three to eight is uh, the way to build bones. That's number. That's distinction number one. Distinction number two between strength training for bone building versus muscle building is the tempo. In strength training for muscle building, the tempo doesn't matter. You can lift fast, you can lift slow, etc. In strength training for osteoporosis, it matters a lot. You mm. want to lift the weight as fast as possible and lower under control. Oh. So lift as fast as possible and lower under control. Lift uh, those are the two great distinctions between strength training for muscle strength versus for bone strength. Interesting. Wow, I never heard that before. And uh, here's some information I have. This is from the UK scientists. Uh, they say that just three minutes a day of weight-bearing activity like dancing or jumping is more effective at strengthening bones than long sessions of high-intensity workouts. Uh, and they go, on, they go on to say that uh, it puts a good uh, kind of stress on your bones, which is true, and that's how it, it strengthens the bones, uh, by the way, as effectively as osteoporosis drugs. And you mentioned drugs that break down bones. There's also prescription drugs, uh, Fosamax and the bisphosphonates, 
Uh, but yep. and they 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 build bones. The problem with those is they build up the osteoblasts, but then they the uh, osteoclast. The, you're you're, uh, you're building bone, but you're not getting rid of the the uh, deteriorating bone cells, Correct. and so that that can cause uh, problems in itself. So anyway, just wanted to mention that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, other tips on on bone building. Yeah, and I actually want to clarify something or distinguish something. You mentioned that um, jumping is more effective than high-intensity exercise. Yes. You're absolutely correct. Like we, it, it's, a lot of people can't, don't know the difference between high-intensity and high-impact. Oh, right. not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Intensity strictly refers to your pulse. If you have a high pulse during exercise, it's a high-intensity. Uh, impact strictly refers to the number of feet on the ground. For example, if you're jumping, you have zero feet on the ground. If you're swimming, you also have zero feet on the ground. Um, if you're sprinting, you have zero to one feet on the ground and, and so on. Yeah, but, so, but sp- swimming, let me stop you. Swimming does not build bone density like running or uh, jumping rope or, you know, jumping and running and, and uh, weight-bearing exercise. In other words, it's not a weight-bearing exercise. Absolutely. Swimming and, and cycling may actually be detrimental to bone density, if not for very long duration. Great mm-hmm. for the heart, not great for the bones. That's why it's so, good to cross-train, right, and do more than one sport. Yep, yep, exactly. So, in, in fact, sprinters of all groups of athletes actually have the highest bone density, more than weightlifters, oh. uh, more, more than jumpers, because they're essentially doing one-legged jumps many times over. Oh, right, right. That's a good point. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, you can have high density and high impact, or you can have high density and low impact, for example, um, or, or no impact. If you're swimming at a fast pace, it's literally zero intensity because you're not striking the ground. But if you're swimming at a fast pace, your, your pulse is high. So yeah. there's no relationship between pulse and impact, between intensity and impact. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Now, what else um, dietary-wise can we do for stronger bones? You you say there's a secret nutrient that people don't realize, and that's not calcium. Calcium is not, I mean, it's, yep. it's one of the primary nutrients that you need for bones. It's the raw material or the cement of the bones, but uh, or, or it's the bricks, but the, you need the cement to, to glue it together or make it stick to the bone. So uh, tell us uh, some secrets there. That's right. So there's a, a very large misconception around calcium and vitamin D. Contrary to popular belief, they are not the primary bone-building nutrients. In fact, calcium appears to have no impact whatsoever. In my book, I reference, I think, four or five different very large meta-analyses where researchers stratified women, postmenopausal women, into four different categories. Category number one is women who consumed 400 milligrams of calcium per day or less. Category two, 400 to 800. Category 3, 800 to 1,200. Category 4, over 1,200. And here, here are two surprising findings. Um, number one, they had, there was no difference in fractures between the low, the low calcium groups and the high calcium groups. But there was a difference in bone density. How interesting. In that bone density, in this case, didn't correlate to fracture risk. I mean, what's the point of having high bone density oh. if, your, if your fracture risk is the same? I mean, yeah. it's not just to look good sure. on the test is to actually reduce your risk of pressures. Right. Um, and so going back to the key nutrients, it's actually protein. Um, it's not very surprising, but protein is the number one nutrient uh, when it comes to bone building. And there were a number of studies done where they divided women into different groups, again, uh, based on their protein intake. One group of women consumed less than 16% of their calories per day as protein. One group consumed 16 to 18%. One group consumed 18 to 20%. And one group consumed 20%. And 
I like studies that look at the real important endpoints, not just bone density, but what really matters, which is fracture risk. Well, that's a, that makes sense, uh, Igor, because 20 to 30% of your bone is made of collagen, which is a connective tissue protein. Correct. And yeah. what is bone density? It's bone mineral density. That right. means minerals only make up 40% of your bone. Mm-hmm. What about the other 60% that's not minerals? Right. Uh, that's why bone density is a good test, but it's not a perfect test. Uh, there's not very many perfect tests. And so, so really what these people look at is fracturous, not just bone density. Mm-hmm. And fracturous is something like 75% lower in women who can get 20% or more of their diet through protein compared to women who get less than 16%. Ah, yeah. And and as we get older, we consume less protein and we're able to absorb it less. And, and uh, you know, one of the things that absorbs protein is hydrochloric acid that's in your yep. stomach. And you only have about half as much hydrochloric acid at the age of 60 as you had at 16. And so that's why I always recommend people take digestive enzymes, especially uh, HCL uh, or uh, uh, a... Uh, HCL pepsin or just the betaine uh, HCL. Betaine HCL, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and those are those are good uh, products to take. And then, or easily digested protein. And then what about, since uh, we're up against the clock here, vitamin K is another secret nutrient to build bones. And that has been shown. Here's, a, here's some information I have. Let me just share this with you in the audience uh, to protect your bones. Uh, they say, well, they're talking about eating chicken for it because dark meat brims with uh, vitamin K, as does... Uh, egg yolks and uh, and leafy greens, of course. But British scientists say you could cut your fracture risk eighty one percent, which is, by the way, better than prescription osteoporosis medications, just by having enough vitamin K in your diet and making that because that uh, helps to make up the supportive framework that keeps bones strong. Yeah, yeah, and you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, the single most and most effective nutrient is protein. The second most effective nutrient is vitamin K. Yep. And I'm not aware of any other nutrients that come even close to those two. That's right. Um, but yeah, vitamin K cuts the risk of fractures significantly. Yeah, and uh, Natural Factor is one of our partners here on Dr. Health Radio. Uh, it's available in all of your natural food stores every, everywhere you go. Uh, they have a D3K2, which combines the vitamin D with the vitamin K. They're both fat-soluble vitamins, so it's good to take them together. Always take them with your meal. But they do have a supplement, and it's not expensive. Uh, and that, that would be... And a lot of times, uh, by the way... A multivitamin mineral, if you're taking it, most of them, unless you're taking the whole earth and sea uh, from natural factors, that um, that does have vitamin K. But most uh, nutri- um, vitamins, especially the cheaper ones that you buy mail order or uh, online or big box retailers or pharmacies, they don't have vitamin K or they, they have just a trace amount. So just wanted yeah. to add, add that to the mix. So. Yeah, great point, great point. Yeah. And yeah, if, if your primary goal is bone strength, then you should be considering vitamin K. All right. Okay, uh, just a few minutes because I, I know you have to go as well. Uh, intermittent fasting is all the rage, uh, sh- shifting from uh, exercise to, to nutrition and diet. Uh, what's your view as a personal fitness trainer on intermittent fasting as well as other diets? You know, keto, Cheeto, Frito, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's so many other diets out there. Yeah, great question. I, I that's probably the, the one I get asked about most frequently: intermittent fasting. And my my I, I I hate to answer questions with questions, but I always ask with intermittent fasting for what for what purpose? Uh, what's what's the goal? If the goal is to lose weight, which is the most common goal, then if it appeals to you, great, you can do it. If it doesn't appeal to you, that's fine. There's many other ways to do it. Um, same with diabetes. Um, all it is is simply a way to cut calories. Uh, there is actually a section of my, my diabetes book about 
uh, intermittent fasting? Does it work more effectively than just taking out the same number of calories each day? And the answer is no. It's equivalent to, um, you know, a, an isocaloric diet uh, that's spread throughout, throughout the week. Um, where people do report some improvements in inter- intermittent fasting versus eating the same calories spread throughout the day is with cognitive or mental performance. Uh, but because that is not my area of expertise, I haven't actually done the research uh, for it, so this is truly anecdotal at the moment. Okay, okay. just a few questions. Let me uh, bang them out <laughs> before we uh, run out of time in a couple minutes here. Uh, one is uh, getting back to arthritis, and uh, you were talking about uh, bone uh, weight-bearing exercise and uh, bone-building exercises such as jumping. But what if people can't do that because of arthritic conditions? What, what is your advice there? Yeah, awesome question. Um, and that, that's actually another common question I get asked. What, like jumping is one of the best exercises for osteoporosis, but it's pretty bad for osteoarthritis. So how do you reconcile the two? Uh, so you, we, what, what's beneficial about jumping? Well, it's the impact. And jumping, of course, is a vertical impact. So if we can't do vertical impact because of bad knees or bad hips, et cetera, you can actually do horizontal impact. Um, mm. And the way we do that is standing next to a wall, maybe about six to eight inches away, and bumping your hip against the wall. So there's no vertical impact, so it shouldn't bother the hip, even if you have hip arthritis. Um, but I use it well with all my clients who I reference in my book, Darlene, and she was actually able to increase her bone density at the hip significantly from this one exercise. Oh, wow, that's, that's very interesting. And you have uh, guidance in, in your books uh, on, that, on that particular point. Yeah, exactly. In terms of force, in terms of duration, in terms of frequency, not a number of times per week, all that's in my book. Okay, and uh, last question. Do we really need a half an hour of daily exercise? Yes or no? Uh, it would be beneficial. I, I would say yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. In fact, uh, a little more than, than uh, you know, I always say that uh, movement is like money. A little is better than none. More is better than less. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, we'll leave it at that. That's a great message. Hey, uh, give us your website one more time for people tuning in late, Igor. Sure. The website is www.fitnesssolutionsplus.ca. Fitness Solutions what? Plus, P-L-U-S. Oh, okay, plus. So the, the word plus, okay. That's right. Uh, dot C-A as in Canada, which is where you are right now in Toronto. Correct. All right, well, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, we will be back next week, same time, same station, for another edition of the program. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, uh, a reminder, our show does rebroadcast tonight from, well, <laughs> depending on where you're listening, uh, 12 hours from right now, uh, no matter where you're listening, and uh, as long as you keep it on this station that you're listening to right now, or you can go to the website after next Wednesday, drhealthradio.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R, healthradio.com. I'm David Snow, thanking you so much for joining us today. Join us again next week, same time, same station, for another edition of the program. Until then, remember, it's not how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha. Have a healthy week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.